Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Slice of Life here on this Saturday morning. Our new time, for those folks who may not know, we're no longer on Sunday. We have shifted a day early. We're here every Saturday from 9 to 9.30, Slice of Life, bringing you the only lifestyle radio show in Buffalo. And my gosh, there's a lot of good food on the table today, and you'll see what I mean in just a moment. Uh, Later in the show, we'll talk with a couple of uh, powerhouses on Main Street in Williamsville. Ellie Grenauer, the co-owner of Glen Park Tavern is here along with Maria McPeak, the general manager of the Irishman. And she has some big news coming up for you folks in the South Towns. But would you believe it is that time again to get the uh, stretch pants out of dry cleaning, your dry cleaning bag, (laughs) start hitting that treadmill a little faster. Uh, We are previewing the 11th local restaurant week. It's 11 years, so and it's twice a year. And this year, in the spring, it runs from April 1st through the 7th. So it is always a pleasure and a delight to welcome back the local organizer, the guru herself, Krista Hobart. Good morning, Krista. Good morning, Brenda. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, you have to excuse my raspy voice. I was just in Florida and I had a perfectly normal voice. Went from 80 degree weather to 20 degree weather and I think my voice is protesting. So I apologize for the uh, the rather scratchy sound of it. Nothing but, a little bit of warm soup won't cure, right? I was thinking more whiskey <laughs> and honey, but okay, I'll do some soup too. Uh, do you deliver Krista? <laughs> I actually do not, but some fine restaurants in Buffalo uh, do. <laughs> and what a segue. Right. So local restaurant week, again, coming up the April 1st through the 7th. How did you pick that week, Krista? Well, we're not fooling. It's a great work, great nice. week around town. But nice. um, no, we picked the week because we have to avoid Easter, really. So and that, it's late this year. Right. Easter's late this year. So in avoiding a few other things, we settled in on the first, which is very easy for me to remember. And so that's a good thing. Yes. I'm <laughs> glad that you said that because this will stick in my mind, too. And you know, right. it's really a busy time of year you think about the fall with the holidays however Mm -hmm. the first quarter of the year is often a very busy time for people certainly St. Patrick's Day Easter falls at different times so I think that's a great way to kind of open up the season hopefully we'll put this bad weather behind us uh, up and down weather you never know what we're going to get around here for folks who are unaccustomed to um, going out for local restaurant week how does it all work So each restaurant that participates needs to be locally owned and operated. So they're all kind of mom and pop places that are unique to Western New York. And then the restaurants need to offer a dining dining menu that's either priced at 2019, 3019, or 4019. And each restaurant can kind of do whatever they works best for them. um, They can create the menu whatever they feel like doing. And for folks who are not interested necessarily in dinner, there are restaurants who provide lunch for those rates and also brunch, as we'll soon find out. Right. And there's a couple that do breakfast too, more than a couple actually. So. That's nice to see. It's mm-hmm. just a great event. I look forward to both of these uh, weeks in the uh, spring and fall. And happy to be with us today is Jay Mano from Soho on Chippewa. Jay, welcome. Welcome. Nice to have you here. And where is Soho located on Chippewa? 64 West Chippewa, right at the corner of Franklin. You can't miss it with that great rooftop bar. Yeah. Now, you've been a veteran of local restaurant week since, what, 2011, is it? Yeah, 2011 is uh, is when we actually put the kitchen in Soho. We had opened in 99. Actually, this is our big 20th anniversary So uh, for, for Soho itself. Um, yeah, 20 years we'll be celebrating this coming summer. Uh, 
somewhere around July, we'll be throwing a, a, a big to-do. Nice. And uh, yeah, so 2011, we um, closed down for about six weeks, right around April, and turned around and uh, and put a kitchen in, and, and that's when we became Soho Burger Bar. And then a few years later, after um, my partners had come and gone, and I was kind of left there holding the bag on my <laughs> own, I decided that I wanted to be a little bit more something for everybody. So last year, right around this time, right around the first of the year last year, we... Uh, Dropped the burger bar from the name. We kept our, you know, half a dozen or so most popular burgers because I didn't want to just do away with it. But we added uh, quite a few more appetizers um, and several entrees as well now. You know, it was one of those things that the big restaurant holidays, uh, Valentine's Day, um, New Year's Eve, you know, couldn't really see people taking their wives or girlfriends out for a burger to celebrate New Year's Eve or, or Valentine's Day. It happened, but not as, you know, we weren't we weren't as crazy as most restaurants would be on those days. So we added, a, you know, we added a strip steak. We added some fish options. We added a short rib. About five years ago or so, we added a Sunday brunch to Soho, too. So we do brunch from 11 to 3 o'clock every Sunday, and that's also included in this promotion, too, for so tell me a little bit about why you decided to participate, Jay, especially when you've gone through all of these various transformations with your place. Well, it's funny. We were just talking about it, and they do such a great job promoting it. And when we first did this, you know, as I said, we missed the first one, uh, which would have been the spring of 2011. And, we, you know, we were open in time and had the kitchen in time for the fall. And it was like we really needed to let people. I mean, Soho was already open for 12 years as just this bar and night spot and party place. And we needed to let people know that, you know, now we do food and we're we're a relevant restaurant in the city. And it's just always been the way, the best way to uh to really attract customers. You know what strikes me about it? Not only are you exposing the restaurant to potentially new uh, customers, new diners, but it's also sort of a nice thank you for people who have supported you over the years. Do you find that you see some familiar faces coming back during the restaurant week itself? Uh, yeah, we do really well during restaurant week. Um, you know, like everything else in Buffalo, it's weather permitting. We always hope for a warm week because we, we seat another 60 or so people just on the downstairs patio, much less the upstairs patio. So, you know, we, we hope for good weather. But, you know, the people that are down there every day and support us for lunch, and we do a really great lunch business, we find those people coming out a lot more during the week. And if there's any events, it's an easier choice for them. If there's something going on at Shays or if there's some Sabres game, hopefully a playoff rush. You know? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Jay, what prompted you? to include brunch when it's still kind of a rare thing for restaurant week you know it's one of the obstacles that we have to deal with because you know we have you know a couple thousand people there on a saturday night until two three in the morning and you know brunch has always been a, a, a favorite of mine and it's always been a kind of a, a hot thing around the rest of the country and we've been doing it well and we've been doing it for a while and then it was like you know what let's let's add the brunch option in there too and get more exposure to the brunch and it's that that obstacle that people have a hard time realizing that they were there until three o'clock in the morning and they're coming <laughs> back there at 11 to start all over again yeah yeah it's a great way take a little break and then come back you'll probably need it it's amazing to me, Krista, too, and feel free to address this, and Jay, how brunch has just taken off, and now you're seeing it on both Saturday and Sunday in many places, and I think you're right, Jay, it's become a real focal point for people. I don't know if it's like the hangover thing, or people just want to indulge on the weekend and perhaps not drive at night if they've had a drink or two. What, what do you think the popularity is attributable to? Hey, you know, I think a lot of it is a, is a weather-related thing. Um, you know, in, in the fall in Buffalo, everybody's going somewhere for the Bills game anyway, and it just seems like that's, an, you know, tough to get up and, you know, roll out of bed at 10, 11 in the morning after doing it all night and jump right into chicken wings. You know? so, <laughs> so, you know, if you can do some Eggs Benedict or right. some pancakes and, you yeah. know, get yourself your Bloody Mary, which is the hangover cure from, you know, exactly. from all times, you know, it's, um, I think that helps. Uh, you know, the weather thing. Like in my case, people love to eat outside on the patio. So oh, yeah. a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon, 
afternoon when we're doing brunch on the on the patio at 11 o'clock and it's 65 70 degrees and sunny and you're getting that early start to spring summer feel i think that's a big part of it you travel a lot krista what have you noticed about brunch well, I'm all about the Bloody Mary with the extras. I don't want just the pickle and the olive. I want some other fancy Shrimp, things coming out yeah, of the top. Yeah. yeah, some produce perhaps, yeah. How about a piece of bacon? That's always a good one, and well, they stirred up. Speaking of that, I uh, I was in Orlando last week, and uh, we stopped at a place. We went to Epcot, and they had a big art show and food festival. They were serving up Bloody Marys with the traditional celery, carrots, mm-hmm. uh, olives, and a huge chunk of pork belly. It was like the heck with bacon. We're going for the pork belly. I mean, it was like a was meal. Was it super crispy? It was well. I didn't eat it. I'm not a big okay. meat eater, but it was. It looked very. Crispy. You couldn't use it as a swizzle stick. That's what I. You could have used it as a shovel, for goodness' sake, yeah, or, a, actually, or a jack. I think to put your tire. It was enormous. That's one of the garnishes of, of our Bloody Mary too, because pork belly is our house-made bacon that's on the menu anyway. Perfect. So it's kind of a nice transition over to that. And what a great way to introduce people to one of your menu items, right, you know, in right. a drink, no less. And, and speaking of Orlando, Jay, I was driving up and down International Drive, and there is one chain restaurant after another. It's like fast food heaven down there. And it really struck me thinking, we are so blessed to have the restaurants that we have here in Western New York, independent, locally owned, people who live here who are your neighbors um, and who have gone through 20 years of an ownership of this particular restaurant, not to mention the others that you're associated with. How do you define the restaurant scene right now, especially in downtown Buffalo, where it seems like every time you go down, there's a new place opening? Well, you know, I've been saying for years, and I think most people agree with this, and obviously people in in our business are a little biased, but I think our food scene is as good as any in the country. I've had conversations before we sold, you know, actual food at Soho with people from New York City that, you know, I'm lucky enough to be around all these hotels downtown, and they've come in and they've asked for recommendations for someplace to eat, and they're not really sure that they're going to get what they're looking for. And I've sent people to Hutch's and I've sent people to Tempo and I've sent people to Sinatra's and, and gotten thank you notes from them and, and, you know, in disbelief of really what we do from a food standpoint. And it's funny too, because I was just in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania on uh, Saturday for uh, a soccer tournament. And I was with my nine-year-old son and we're looking for a place to eat. And he's like, how come we don't go to any of these chain restaurants? I said, because our local stuff is so good. Absolutely. You know? To me, so. it's one of the best things about living in Western New York. And in our second segment, we'll talk to Maria McPeak and Ellie Grenauer about their collaborative efforts on Main Street. And as you just indicated, there's plenty of competition, but it looks like you're all cooperating with each other. I remember being at a political fundraiser at your place last summer, and it was outside. It was a beautiful night. And I ran into Paul Jenkins, who was you know, obviously from Tempo and Remington. Mm-hmm. And he was there supporting you, and I love that. I love that everybody kind of hangs together like that. Yeah, I think I think we actually drive the train for each other. You know what I, I mean? So when it's too. all said and yeah. done, where where the restaurant owners and managers and and workers eat is generally speaking the places that stay hot and where everybody else eats too. Sure. So and you try to spread it around. Jay, what have you decided to make for uh, the spring edition of Local Restaurant Week? Have you come up with the menu yet? No, we haven't come up with the special menu. We, we um, it's we've always kind of prided ourselves on sending you home full, like giving you the best possible deal. So like you know whether it's the the 2019, you're getting two full burgers, a full side, a full dessert to split, as well as two cocktails. And then the same thing we do. We don't, we skip over the, uh, the 30, 19 and go to the 40, 19. So, I mean, conceivably you could come in and get, you know, two 14 ounce strip steaks with the full set and truffle fries and everything else along with dessert and, a, and an appetizer and two cocktails to split and walk out for, you know, for 40 bucks, 50 bucks. If you decide to, you know, 
tip a decent amount. Yeah, I hope so. You know, but you don't so. forget the yeah, server. Yeah, yeah. Boy, Krista, they would hold us till Monday or Tuesday of the week. What do you think? Exactly. I was just going to add, too, that um, Soho is one of the, one of many restaurants that does the two-four, you know? So it's like two for 2019 or oh, 3019 okay. or 4019 yes, yes. or whatever. Not all restaurants do that. So, But if you go to the website, um, which is localrestaurantweek.com, all that information is there, and many of them do the two-four, which is obviously really popular, that's too. A, so. That's an incredible savings. Yeah. It's really a bargain to do it that way. It's a ton of food. You're not spending a lot of money. You're trying a local, you know, independently owned eatery that's mm-hmm. going to cook right there from scratch. I love the concept. What's there not to love? Nothing. <laughs> that's why everyone goes out to Forks eat. Forks up, baby. That's why our local restaurant week is the... Um, is one of the top five in the whole nation. We have so many people that love our local restaurant scene here that the only restaurant weeks that are larger than ours are huge cities, New York City, Chicago, L.A., and D.C., and then it's us. And so we've got just as many restaurants participating as New York City and those other big cities. It's really a feather in your cap for getting this thing off the ground. And I know Mike Andrzejewski was right right there in the very beginning as well, a guy who – he has a tremendous national reputation as well. So the food scene, I think, is ever-evolving here, and it's just an exciting time to be around town. Krista, what's new this year? I know you come up with something different every year and every season. Well, we try to come up with something different every year. I'm not sure that we're always successful, but we do. <laughs> no, this time we're going to do some sort of giveaway. I haven't sorted it all out, but it's mm-hmm. going to be uh, gift certificates to some of the restaurants that are participating. You can enter through social media, so we're kind of working out the deals of that. But um, it's going to be kind of something like an eat-around-town, kind of extend the festival for a for an extended period of time. So. Jay, do you get a chance to go out and see the diners that uh, that come in for local restaurant week, or are you too busy in the kitchen or managing? No, generally speaking, I'm, I'm on the floor. You know, I'm on the floor. I go back and see if everything's good, and, I, you know, there's always that fine line, as, as these ladies can tell you, between the front of the house and the back of the sure. house, and you got to kind of keep them, you know, in sync with each other. But, uh, yeah, generally speaking, I'm on the front of the, front of the house, and I'm checking, you know, touching tables, as they say. I want to make sure that everybody's happy. And it makes, I'm sure, diners happy to know that the owner is on site and, and taking an interest in that. Well, that, and, you know, now with social media, we're the first line of defense, too. No so if somebody's not happy with something, this is your only shot to get them before they get online and, and you know, blast you online because right. there was three French fries instead of four or right. whatever. You know? So it's, so it's very important to do that. It's really a double-edged sword in that respect, isn't it? I mean, you have to have a social media presence in today's day and age, regardless of the business. Mm-hmm. But how do you combat those things? Or do you just kind of live and die by it? Uh, you know, it's funny. They, they, you know, it was always the customer is always right. And, you know, if you're a student of the game like I I like to think I, I am. There's a restaurant book out there that I'm sure I'm not going to give them the plug now because I don't know if I can legally. But but they were like, you know, don't be afraid to fire your customers. You know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes you're not going to make, you know, somebody happy. And, and those people, you know, who knows what happened in their day? They weren't going to they weren't happy when they got there. So so, I mean, your best your best offense is, you know, try and be charming. Try and give them the, the expectations mm-hmm. and the experience that they thought they would get and hope for the best after that. And, you know, hopefully those people are just as diligent promoting your restaurant and every, and the experience online as they would be if they weren't enjoying themselves. This is a word of mouth town, I think, in many ways. Wouldn't you agree, Krista, that things sort of catch fire that way? Exactly. And then it, kind of touching on the social media thing, you just really have to be on top of that. And, and I think most restaurant owners are. And that's that's again a kind of a testament to all these locally owned restaurants versus a chain one. Jay and the other restaurant owners are at the front of their restaurant. You talk to them, not to the manager of the whatever chain restaurant it That's might right. be, and yes. it's not the same, you know. And Jay, before we close, just a couple of signature signature dishes that Soho is known for. As you've mentioned, you've transformed yourself 
in many different ways over the past uh, two decades. Sure. Well, I mean, obviously the burgers, you know, there's the, the gold standard and the red hot were, you know, two of the most popular before. We added, and it's, it's kind of interesting coming up because we're coming up on Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday, but we ran Jambalaya as a special uh, not all that long ago, and we went so far as to put it on, you can get a half order or a full order as an appetizer. Mm. And like I said, a 14-ounce strip steak with truffle French fries, a cubanella pepper, and mushrooms. You know, <laughs> that, that that's a that's a pretty serious meal for 32 bucks or whatever it is normally, much less to be able to get two of them on restaurant week for, you know, forty nineteen. Um, you know, my, my chef does great things. Ray Floor is, to me, one of the best chefs in the city. Well-known chef, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he... Uh, he does amazing things with fish. You know, I hear our tuna in comparison with other, you know, places that are famous for their fish, often short rib. And then our brunch. We have the best pancakes in the city, but I'm, I'm a little biased. And there are a lot of cool things at brunch, too, because you can kind of pick your protein. You know, we can do Eggs Benedict, and you can get it with short rib. You can get it with a ribeye. You can get it with Canadian bacon. You can get it with uh, pork belly. You nice. Know, we do nice. some Not things like that. Not just in the Bloody Mary. Right, right. Just <laughs> Fabulous. Wow. Well, I will see you soon. I love Soho. It's a great spot, no matter the, the season. But certainly it's a great time to be there in the summer when you can barely move it shoulder to shoulder. You drive by and you see all the people. It's got to make you feel warm inside when you see that. That's oh, the best feeling. It's the yeah. best feeling. It's funny because you go through this time of year and you're like, oh, you know, I, I broke two snowblowers in the last three weeks. You know <laughs> I what I mean? Down it. there. I and I really, that's no joke. And then <laughs> Enough and, already, and, and yeah. I was having a conversation with a customer and I was like, yeah, but there's nothing better because my other restaurant, Frankie Primo's, is kitty corner. So I walk back and forth. There's nothing better than standing in the middle of the street and looking at both places packed. I think I'm going to get hit by a bus sometimes because yeah. I'm just standing there going, you know, kind of glowing a little bit. Get out of the sidewalk, so you can soak it all in. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. I wish you great success in another 20 years at least. Great. Thanks for having us. Krista, always wonderful. I know we'll be talking over the next several weeks as we get closer to that April 1st kickoff. And uh, as always, thank you for coming in and helping to arrange all the interviews. Sure, we got to make our strategy for our eating strategy that week, Oh, you know it. I'm already kind of (laughs) plotting it out. So that'll put a wrap on this segment. But there's much more to come, including Ellie and Maria McPeak. We're going to go up to the suburbs in Williamsville this time. Back right after this. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. Local Restaurant Week is April 1st through the 7th. Over 200 local independent restaurants dishing up tasty meals all week long. Visit localrestaurantweek.com for details. Local Restaurant Week, it's a festival. If you have news about the latest happenings around the Buffalo Niagara region, contact Brenda during the week at 843-0651. That's 843-0651. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostess, Brenda Alacy. And welcome back to Slice of Life on this Saturday morning. My thanks to Kevin Carr, who is behind the glass, pushing all the right buttons for us. Thank you so much to the K-Carr week in and week out. Well, food is uh, continuing to be on the menu this Saturday morning. And we have so many fun things happening in Western New York. In fact, today, it's the Williamsville Soup Stroll. Say that fast three times. Going from noon until 4. And two of the uh, participants are here with me, veteran of the show, Ellie Grenauer, the co-owner of the Glen Park Tavern. Good morning, Ellie. Good morning, Brenda. Nice to see your smiling face again. And your friend and uh, 
and uh, cohort cohort i like it (laughs) (laughs) maria mcpeak is here maria is the general manager of the irishman uh just a few steps away from ellie's place right on main street in williamsville good morning maria nice to have you back thank you brenda your partner in crime, I almost said. But yeah. You guys are friendly competitors and collaborators. Just for a moment, I, I just think that's so great. Ellie, speak to how you've become, you know, such cooperative members along that strip of Main Street. It's really funny because, like, Maria and I met and we immediately were drawn to each other. And I think the friendship started before the the business, but we had similar, we just had similar ideas. Like everyone on Main Street was kind of, ooh, competitor, competitor. And and we were kind of like, isn't that kind of silly? You know, why can't we just all sit down and talk? And um, then Maria, of course, came up with the clever chow, culinary happenings of Williamsville. Love it. Because <laughs> her real, in her other life, she's a marketer for sure. Well, you could tell. Certain yeah, people totally. Unbelievable. Right? Anybody who would come up with chow. I know. Really makes like it just work. just top for head. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Right? Well, if you're ever looking for a different career, Maria, let me know. We, we always are looking for good marketers. <laughs> and you, uh, you folks are both involved in the soup stroll, which starts at noon, yeah. as I mentioned. And Maria, um, it was an idea that was really kind of reminiscent of another type of soup thing that was going on in uh, Saratoga. It was a chowder fest. Right, right. How did that come about? Well, one of our friends and regular customers uh, was very insistent that um, he lived in Saratoga for a while and he was really excited and he was like, you have to do this soup stroll here in Williamsville. (laughs) And he was really persistent and uh, we were really like, we we went ahead and we did it. And um, the beneficiary of the soup stroll is the uh, Food Bank of Western New York. So the gentleman um, was John Cansdale. He's since have uh, less left the earth, but his presence will definitely yeah. not be forgotten. But he, um, so with that great thinking and we raised almost $3,000 for the Food Bank of Western New York last year. How on wonderful. our first time out of the gate. So it was is, amazing. It, it really was, yeah, Brenda. Really? I mean, what, Maria, you went through how many gallons of soup? We went through 10-plus gallons of soup. How 15 many? participants last year. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, and I remember because John was so pushy about it, and Maria and I are like, come on, come on, can we give another year? He's like, no, you have to do it this year. <laughs> so this year you have 16 locations. Uh, and someone can buy soup for a mere buck. A dollar will Correct. get you a three-ounce yeah. portion. Yeah. And so what kind of soups are you serving, Elliot, Glen Park Tavern? We're doing a black bean uh, lentil and ham off-the-bone soup. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how oh, about you, Maria? Well, we're doing our house potato leek soup, and we also have a soup we're calling Shauna's Surprise. One of our chefs in the kitchen, Shauna, has come up with it, so we all have to wait till this afternoon to see what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but we have um, all sorts of, we have uh, buffalo chicken wing soup, minestrone, stuffed we have pasta bazool, pepper, right? stuffed hot pepper, Ooh, yeah. uh, a really a wide variety, and there's really no duplicate. Thai chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh that's great. A vegan option. So, oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you worry about duplication or does everybody kind of submit this is what I'm doing? To be honest with you, Brenda, this is only our second year and Maria and I are kind of like making it up as we go. (laughs) Maybe next year we'll have to start worrying about um, duplication. I mean, I think as people see how how much fun it is. I mean, last year was cold, right, Maria? Yeah, it was a little, it was, but it was nice walking weather. It was a little right. chilly, but you put your coat on and walking from place to place. And, 
you know, great checking out all the great shops in the village yeah. on your way. And yeah, it's it great. It was a lot of fun. It was just packed. And yeah. what's more soothing than a nice warm cup or, you know, even three ounces? They don't mm-hmm. get you warmed up. Yeah. Right. You have a few of those in a row. Oh, and we can't forget you have to vote because there's oh, two awards. Okay. So you're a judge and a consumer. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. And what are the awards? So we have... A Chairman's Choice Award, which is the Stanley Cup of Soups. Okay, no lie. The Stanley Soup Cup. It's that big. Whoever wins it's going to have to drink champagne out of it. Oh, I love it. And And then the People's Choice Award, right? Which is picked by the public. So you'll have a ballot and you'll get to choose which your favorite soup was out of the... Even though there's 16 um, participants, there's over 20 soups, though, because some of our participants have made uh, um, more than one soup. Oh, so, so that's, yeah. yeah, you could really get filled up quickly. Yes. And what is the second place winner win? Just bragging rights? Pretty yeah. Much. That's nice. <laughs> so the pr- who won the uh, the cup last year? Me. <laughs> are you going to relinquish it? Or do you think yes, you, uh, absolutely. Do you I'm, think you might I'm looking win again? forward to it. I really want to see it moving around the village. Now, did you, you know? hoist it up and kiss it and drink? Well, to be did, you, did you put a Tom and Cherry, okay. Tom and Jerry in there? I should have, okay. I always think of you for the Tom and Jerry. But we actually had the trophy made this year in John's honor because oh, last nice. year, Maria... Because he came up with the idea, Maria made him a little crown and a little a badge, hat. A, a chairman's hat. right, chairman's hat, <laughs> nice. and and a badge. And he he didn't wear the chairman's hat, but he wore the the badge very proudly. I bet. And so this year we thought, okay, well, just to keep this going, and because it was such a great idea. Um, and to make it a really big thing and to remember John in a fun way because you never want anyone to remember him in, in a negative way. Um, we thought we'll have the trophy and then it'll carry on with his face on it. That is so great. <laughs> and Johnny does soup on it. Uh, uh, how perfect is that? Well, and there's so much happening uh, as we approach uh, the pub crawl, which is on yes. Main Street on March 9th, yeah. Maria. And then I wanted to ask you about that and also – uh, things happening uh, regarding St. Patrick's Day. Before you know it, that'll be upon us. Yeah, it's coming up quickly. Um, so in Williamsville, we celebrate the whole week, and we start out on March 9th for our St. Practice Day pub crawl. <laughs> Again, this is another fundraiser for the Food Bank of Western New York. I think the restaurants, we like to feed people, and so yeah. we, wanna, <laughs> we have a great partner in the Food Bank. So um, you come in. Uh, it's a $10 participant fee, and um, or a donation, rather, and each of the restaurants and pubs along the way will put out food specials and drink specials. Oh. And we go, <laughs> there might be some silly Irish songs, but we, we go marching down Main Street from restaurant to restaurant and bar to pub, and, and it's a lot of fun. And, yeah. And it's a, it's a great event to, to get out and get ready for the big right. day. Right, and it leads you right up to the 17th, right? <laughs> yeah, it's and, so much fun. And everybody participates right now. Obviously, Maria, with your, your restaurant being called the Irishman, yeah. that's got to be the focal point. But, Ella, you were saying that you also have dancers and different things happening to keep we the holiday do. going. Well, and this all stems from the Chow Committee, which, you know, um, because we all got together and decided to work together, Maria got so busy for St. Patrick's Day in particular that, you know, we used to get all the overflow. And so we started working together and saying, well, let's make it bigger. Let's right. Maria actually initially really would have loved to have done a parade. We just haven't been able to figure that out <laughs> yet. But um so, you know, we get all the overflow. So everyone, not just me, but the Eagle House and the Creek View and Sorrentino's even. I think he has some kind of Irish <laughs> little, pizza. Yeah, there's some um, Italian connection there. And, <laughs> and the gift shops. You know, everyone's kind of jumps yes. on board and says, well, if people are walking, maybe they'll stop in. and Smart move. Yeah. yeah we often so it's get, fun. We often get asked where you can buy 
favorite Irish things. Um, several of the gift shops in Williamsville carry Irish, um, Irish uh, theme thing. Uh, really nice, you know, from dishes to yeah. necklaces. To I've noticed. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so a Williamsville resident. Yeah. I walk up and down, <laughs> and it's fun to just window shop and it hopefully is. go in and yeah. as well. Right. But you see that it's. It's just a great way to get some exercise, see what's happening in your community, yes. support the locals. Um, when we talk about the soup fest and also the the pub crawl, is it indoors or outdoors? Uh, the well, the soups are are indoors. So you, but you, we're walking out outdoors through the village. So you'll go. So you can walk around with a little three ounce cup. Yes. On to the next place. Yeah, okay. absolutely. But if somebody wanted to sit down, you could probably find a place yes, for them. Oh yeah, there is seating in all, all the areas that. Okay. That are yeah, because I I worry, you know, would it be too much for some folks who maybe can't navigate that well? Right. Yeah. No. I mean, definitely people will stay for a little bit and you know warm up and eat their soup and then they move on it's great now maria before our time is up you have some big expansion plans in the work right are you free to uh give us a little bit of the 411 (laughs) well though the 411 411 is uh, we're opening a second location in east aurora at 160 main street it's very exciting um a little bit different from the original irishman uh it's 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 smaller it's a lot smaller but it's more of a modern irish pub um Serving our traditional favorites, but really going in a different direction uh, with brick oven pizzas and uh, burgers and and things like that. Um, Things that the Irish here in America have really enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you certainly have a great reputation and brand. So congrats on that. When should uh, folks expect to to enjoy the food in the South Towns? Well, I would uh, look for it uh, this Coming week or next? Since we're not, we don't have a, a, a solid date, but uh, keep checking our website, check our Facebook. It'll, it'll be here it'll, before it'll you be, know it. Here for, yes, exactly. That's perfect. And Ellie, any sooner plans, than later. <laughs> any plans to uh, expand the Glen Park Tavern? Oh, <laughs> I, it's always in the back of my mind. Right, we just right. don't. I, somebody um, walked in the other day and they, they're like, they need more room. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It was <laughs> I guess it's a good dilemma, right? Yeah, you, absolutely. You'd rather have it too full. I, I am so it. grateful for our customers and our business. It's, it's a great way to look at really it. Really amazing. Ladies. Yeah. So. Well, I commend you both. Thank you very much for coming in this morning. I'll see you a little later on Main Street, yeah. strolling with the soup. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, good. As always, I look forward to talking to you the next time as well. Thanks, Brenda. That'll put a wrap on this edition of Slice of Life. Thanks for carving out some time for us, and we'll see you very soon. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520.